a Highline podcast. have a bear recording with us tonight. <laughs> yeah, yes we do. We have um Gabriel, the Great Pyrenees, named after the guardian guardian angel. My man, why are you whining? Oh, he's a tired boy. He's just chronic dissatisfaction. Yeah. He's got those sad, sad he's eyes. He's got big sad eyes. I think he wants more of those treats. Yeah, CBD probably. treats. Just to fill you guys in. Just to fill you guys in. Oh, my God. We are uh, hanging out recording an episode of News Brews this evening. And uh, I am dog-sitting one of my dear friend's massive dogs, Mr. Gabriel. And uh, I don't know if he's sad and missing his family or, uh, or what. And he has a little bit of a sore paw. So we're trying to get him some CBD snacks to feel better. But uh, it's kind of being weird. He's definitely not supposed to be inside, but, you know, I'm the uncle that gives in easily. <laughs> he looks like a gigantic, like. Most little kids look at him and go, is that a polar bear? Yeah, he looks like a polar bear. He's yeah. like big, white, and fluffy, and giant. <laughs> maybe he's self-conscious because we're talking about him oh, like maybe. this. Oh, he's leaving. He's okay. leaving. <laughs> so Gabe, Gabe is going to be coming in and out this episode. You might hear some woofs if you hear something weird. And- some wines and who knows what else. I might have to get up and go let him out. We'll see. Yeah. But uh, it's a it's a pleasure to have a third guest on this evening. <laughs> um, uh, you know what? It's been a pretty good week, but it's been a long week. I think we need to crack this beer. Oh, I'm, let's just dive into it. I'm into it. We got tall cans. Tall cans, baby. Beautiful graphics. Purple. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, the graphics are like um 1980s Miami mixed with like oh, like Miami Vice. It also kind of reminds me a little bit of um Escape from New York. Oh, it does. Absolutely. Right? Awesome. So, tonight we're drinking this Rogue Newport Nights. It is a West Coast India Pale Ale brewed with El Dorado hops. Tall boys, sixteen ounces. I'm gonna tell you what it says here on the on the back. In bold it says dare, risk, dream. There's nothing quite like a night out in Newport. From craft beer and the freshest seafood to bonfires on the beach, this one's dedicated to Newport in those unforgettable nights, having fun on the one oh one. The beer opens with aromas of mango, papaya, and tangerine, followed by an atom bomb of pine and grapefruit notes that ultimately settle into a surprisingly smooth finish. It suggests that you pair it with oyster shooters, karaoke, and questionable dance moves. I'm all for it. I love questionable dance moves. I love karaoke. And I love oysters. Very L.A. Super L.A. Pretty strong. 9.8% by volume. That's, that's, a, good, that's a good effort. 
It's tasty. It definitely isn't hoppy, which I like a hoppy beer, but. You know, I had the, I had one like two nights ago and I thought it was really gross. This beer you thought? Yeah. And then you decided to feature it on the show. Well, yeah, because I wanted to give it another try, and I like it way better tonight. So maybe I had something weird or it didn't pair right. Maybe your taste in your mouth wasn't. Yeah. Right. I, I don't know. It's, I actually, it's, I, it's good. I like it tonight. Fine. It's a little, um, like, sweet isn't the right word, but there's, like, a little something. Yeah, I know what you're getting at. Maybe it's just, like, a maltiness mixed with the citrus. Turns into right. like even though it says candy-ish. it's low on the malt, it kind of has like a malty. It has like the sweetness from a malt. Yeah, it really without does. like the hoppy yeah. bitter balancing it. I think that's what's happening. It's good though. Oh yeah, I like absolutely. it. It's not my fave. No, but it's fun. <laughs> It'll never be featured again. So guys, uh, do I suggest this beer? Maybe if you really love IPAs, hit it up. Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah. I mean, okay, yeah. so we uh, we have to at least give like you know maybe our arguably our weekly, but maybe monthly shout out to Mr. Zach. I haven't actually talked to him about it uh, as far as like if he actually hates IPAs or not, but he always sends me memes about how he like IPAs take like taste like piss. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, I feel like people either like them or they hate I know. them. So maybe we need to feature some like Zach from the beers. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> We have done a lot of IPAs. Mm-hmm. That's the only like darn thing you can buy nowadays. I know. Which is crazy. We should do some uh, other beers. Like some sours? Some no, I fucking hate oh, sours. You don't Sorry. Like sours. More than anything else, oh, I hate sours. Okay, good to know because I like sours. <laughs> I but know. We'll, I hate them. Maybe we'll do double features. Like we'll get one for you and then <laughs> I can do a sour. A little, little taster. Some saisons. I love a saison. Absolutely. Those are good. Amber. Yeah. Um, there's endless amounts of beer out there, so we're. I'm thinking of the the. Oh, you know what I really like? I like a good blonde. Mm, Okay, we made that happen. There's like a monkey blonde kind of situation floating around out there. I'll find it. A monkey blonde? Like a like not a monkey, but like a monk. Oh, so it's like monk. Gotcha. (laughs) Gotcha. And it's a blonde ale. Anyway, I'm gonna find it. Bring it in. I'm all for it. It's good. All right, so we already cracked into the beer. We got our buddy here with us laying on the ground, even though I gave him a climbing crash pad to lay on. He wants to be closer. Yeah, that's true. Um, <laughs> he looks happy now. He's a gentle giant. <laughs> Do we have any updates this week? Well, we have some delicious Highline coffee. That that's right. I think uh, I ran out and I need to buy more because yes. my boyfriend loved it. So this is good. I, I need to re up. Yeah, I need to order like a big two pound bag as well. Yeah, get it stored <laughs> in the pantry. This this man, man, this dog is just. It's okay. The sounds will be. I know enjoyable. being vocal, but I might I might have a hard time not laughing tonight. No, I love this little guy. I've known him since he was a puppy. But yeah, Highline uh, Coffee. I know we've mentioned it before, but we haven't um, we haven't mentioned it in a while. But yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, you gotta hop on. Hop online, follow our links to the to the Highline website, and definitely order yourself some coffee if you're a fan of a good uh, cuppa. And who who's the brewer again? It or is, roaster? Uh, the roaster, the brewer. The roaster <laughs> is um, Revel Coffee out of Billings. That's Mr. right, Mr. Gary. That's right. That's right. Cool. So definitely hop in there. Um, on the topic of coffee, I'm super excited. We're doing a friends brunch tomorrow. 
this right saturday which is gonna be awesome cat's gonna be there Zach is going to be there. Fun. Yeah. Oh, wait. I've never met Zach. Yeah, it's going to be a blast. Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> Zach and his wife, who are just lovely. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Cool. Um, that's going to be fun. Hoping. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a whole party. Liza's going to be there, I think. Oh, good. Um, I like Liza. Uh, who else? You're going to meet Steven Singer. Oh, this is going to be so fun. There's going to be a good group of people. Yeah. So, I'm super excited. Fun. And Huevos Rancheros. <sighs> They're gonna be good. I got some. I got like I got gourmet uh, pickling things for our Bloody Marys. You did. We're gonna make you like Bloody Marys tomorrow. Okay, this that's is the, good. That's the because I was gonna like probably drink like some tequila drinks. And well, we're gonna have we coffee, have everything, right? Yeah, we're, we're day drinking. <laughs> uh, Emily's gonna bring mimosas, I think. Nice. So I cannot wait for this. Mm-hmm. Um, any other updates? The weather has been weird. It's been downpouring. Well, it's not weird. Yeah, it's, it just feels like Spring. more rain than last year already. I know. It's great, though. Yeah. Thank God. I'm excited. We got, I don't know how entertaining this is for people who aren't in Montana, but <laughs> we did, was it earlier this week or end of last week when we got six inches in town? Yeah, it was like Sunday night. Wild. Yeah. That was wild. Like, I knew it was going to snow, but six inches in town is a lot. So... I am, <laughs> for May. <laughs> I started a uh, a warehouse build that I'm overseeing ground up, which is exciting. And it's like day one, concrete guys are supposed to get going, and it snows six inches. Oh my god! So they show up and they're like, "All right, we'll be back when it melts." So I'm shoveling snow out of a hole at seven in the morning. Oh my god! So it'll melt quicker. Oh my so god! Get stuff rolling. And then it's like, you know, yesterday it poured all morning, just like covered in mud and dirt, soaked to the bone Mm. by lunch. I wouldn't go. "Mm, I loved it. I loved every minute of it. I was like, oh, it's rainy season. I love the rain. I love the rain, too. And I love the big um, we've only had a couple so far, but we'll get more in June and the latter half of this month. But the the thunderstorms we get out here. Oh, my gosh. Are. I've never, I had never, like we would, you know, you go up to the Sierras in the summertime and you get some big storms, but mm-hmm. like nothing like the stuff you get here. No, no. Well, Gnarly. okay. And so in between Sunday it's snowing and then it raining today, mm-hmm. midweek, I needed to like put the, uh, um, like iron stakes in the ground and like all this stuff. And it was just no rain. It was just straight up lightning non-stop directly over the job site oh my god so I just like sat in my truck like <laughs> waiting. waiting for the lightning to stop <laughs> that's hilarious so like, oh, this is a fun uh <laughs> fun week of weather it's been awesome that's working in montana and it uh, snowed today in big sky like half the day yeah and then just like bluebird skies i know it's, on cool. our way it's home. beautiful right now like, absolutely incredible yeah i know sunday's gonna be amazing so i am that's pumped yeah, Sunday's going to be nice. I'm going to get out on a hike, which is going to feel good. Um, that's one of the benefits, I think, of, you know, we're not like in the dreary Pacific Northwest, mm-hmm. right? Like we get these huge systems that roll through and they're like intense. And then they roll back out, you know, oh, yeah. or they just keep on moving, you know, and and then so so it's nice to get like a balance throughout the day where you, you can have periods of beautiful sunshine and then oh, yeah. massive hail. It's nice. 
I don't know if I want massive hail. Well, yeah. Actually, you know, no, so that night that gotta preserve our plants in your gardens. Yeah, I know. That night it uh snowed. Mm-hmm. I guess you said Sunday night that was. Um, I had a chip in my windscreen, which I had gotten filled like a year ago. And all winter, negative temperatures, no problem. I think because it went from like such warm temperatures mm-hmm. to so cold overnight, it split. Mm. And I have like a big old crack now stemming from it, which that's the one bummer. You're really distracted by this dog, aren't you? Just, he just keeps like getting up and he falls over in size. Because he's just like gigantic. Yeah, I know. Think about what it must be like to sit down for him. It's a lot of weight. I know. Those little paws. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Well, anyway, yeah, weather's been great. I'm I'm pumped. I'm stoked on it. We're ready to dive in. Yeah, let's do our news and Bruce. We're we're I think fulfilling our promises of keeping it lighter this week. Yeah. So we got some cool stories. What do we want to start with? I think we should start with yours. Okay. Sounds yeah. good. I want to just talk briefly about some uh cryptocurrency. Maybe that's not a good news for some people, but uh I, I'm gonna try and turn this around. We'll see. If you guys have been listening for a long time, you know that we did do a whole episode on cryptocurrency, and we've definitely mentioned it many, many times. I'd love to do like a follow up with like someone else as well, like yeah, another. Yeah, another, we need to like, find like a crypto man or woman, like someone that's like an really expert on crypto. Yeah. yeah, that would be that'd be fun. I think that'd be really cool. You've got to know some people. Yeah, probably. So I'll I'll, I'll see what I can do with that one. Anyway, that would be super sorry. fun. But yeah, um. <laughs> You know, anyone that pays attention knows that cryptocurrency right now is definitely in bad place if you've gone, <laughs> like, all the way in, especially recently. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the market as a whole is... Correcting. Well, yeah, correcting is, I think, how you should view it. But, all you know, people have kind of fallen into the, like, ah, see, crypto is stupid and not... Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. that is the narrative and for sure. Believe me, I've been loving the memes. <laughs> all yeah. the crypto memes have been incredible but I don't think it's so dire as you said it's definitely more of a correction so just something to consider with all the, the crypto stuff going on you know there is a lot changing for crypto there is a lot of new technology coming around there's also a lot of regulation trying to be implemented as it becomes more mainstream I know you have a lot more people just kind of trying it out so there's a lot of stuff leading into its volatility you also have things like the market as a whole correcting so you have many of the markets down 15 to 25 percent depending on on which market you're looking at so just as a whole we're in a really bad place and this is definitely making people question their investments you have people that aren't so serious in it dumping stocks Big firms that had massive holds, dumping stocks. You know, you have issues with stable coins, which are supposed to match the U.S. dollar. They're going wild right now, thanks to inflation and all sorts of other other reasons. Unfortunately, there are going to be a lot of people that that have lost. Horrible. But I think it's also going to be a really good opportunity for a lot of people to, to win. So just a few stats, just a little context. In the last six months, something like a trillion dollars worth of wealth have been lost. With crypto. What's that number again? A trillion. Sorry. A trillion. Yeah. Well, isn't like the whole crypto market valuation at over like, it's in the trillions. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Like the market, I want to say all around is down like 30%. Okay. 
Um, and then there's other ones like Bitcoin was down 60, but it's already started to bounce back really well. And mm-hmm. again, it's all, we've seen this before. I don't know why people get so confused. Why don't you just ride these things out? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, that's kind of one of the things about crypto. Buy low? <laughs> buy low, sell high, baby. That's all I know. My grandfather <laughs> right, wrote a yeah, yeah. book called Buy Low. <laughs> Buying low. As of November 9th last year, we have Bitcoin and Ethereum. Bitcoin on November 9th was at 67,800 at a high, and then Ethereum was at 4,800. Bitcoin's now down 58%, and Ethereum is down 60%. However, that was May 10th. So in the last three days, it's rebounded quite a bit. But again, these are not like percentage wise, these are drops that we've seen before. Just seems much more dramatic because of the, well, especially with Bitcoin, the evaluation. But like, I think it's at 27 right now. Last year, it was that low. Like, if you look at a year ago, it's like Hmm. almost where it was last year. Hmm. So, again, I'm just like, okay, I don't know. I think it's a little bit overblown. But, like I said, there's definitely a lot of uncertainty around it. Um, Another thing that I wanted to touch base with before I get into the actual story that I think is like a feel-good and and actually I think says a lot about how I don't think crypto's you know, out so easily. These companies that are trading cryptocurrencies make most of their profits off of transition transaction fees. Mm. And as it's grown in popularity, it started to strain the system, which means that your gas fees. Are these like the the wallets? I'm, I'm yes. a whole, you know, yeah, novice yeah, yeah. in this world. So, you're, so. so where you're buying and selling crypto from, they have to transfer it. Yeah. Um, or if They're you're the middleman. using something like, They're the bank, essentially. Yeah, yeah. Or something like a credit card that uses crypto, because there are some of those. Mm. There's gas fees, and that's what it costs to have the server run your transaction and log it on the uh, ledger. Okay. So there's these gas fees, is what they call it. As more people are using it, it's been straining the system, which, you know, this is just how new technology works, right? As you build it and scale, you start to learn things about it. Mm-hmm. At busy times, your gas fees are getting really, really expensive. And so I have been not buying certain cryptos that I want because the gas fees are so ridiculous. Now, for example, like I wanted to buy $500 worth of a cryptocurrency a few months ago, and the gas fees were like $80 for that transaction. That's insane. Whereas like the year before, your gas fees were like pennies. Hmm. And so they're trying to work that through. That is really a yeah. huge difference. <laughs> and that is where it gets really bad because if you're talking about pennies, swiping a credit card, that's fine. But now you have these weird times where like you might have to pay $3 to swipe your crypto card, but you're buying a $2 bottle of water. Right, And so people have been like easing off using it because the gas fees have been so crazy. And that's also hit things like Coinbase. So we've seen a huge sink in their like first quarter valuations. And that caused a bunch of people to dump stocks, which is like further. Which then has like cascading effect. Right, exactly. So they're hopeful. They're trying to bounce back from that. But there are a lot of companies that are working on optimizing and trying to decrease these gas fees. And then they're also... Trying to work on how so? Just what do they have to do? Build um, out capacity or like no? Just changing how uh, things are computed oh, okay. to make them to streamline it. Yeah, in some way. exactly. So okay. it's not as computationally difficult, which mm. 
makes it easier, which makes it cheaper. Um, and then also there's some cool companies working on trying to make your gas fees like voluntary. So you technically wouldn't have to pay any gas fees if you didn't want to, but then it's up to the people that are providing the service of keeping track of the ledger to be able to prioritize people that are tipping more. So you can say, Hey, I'm willing to pay $5 for gas fees. Mm -hmm. You are going to get your order processed before someone that doesn't want to pay anything. Which seems like a cool. I like that. It seems like That's a cool huge. alternative. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, so you can kind of find a balance. Like, okay, mm -hmm. I don't mind waiting three business days for something to get transferred. I have banks that are slower than that, but I don't want to spend more than like four dollars, right? I, I wonder how much. This is just a side thought. I wonder how how many people who um are attracted to crypto and are dabbling in it. How many of them through their crypto experience, it, this is like their first venue and sort of dance with markets, like with with like the concept of like markets in the business cycle. Like how many people has this exposed to that kind of understanding and that kind of thinking and yeah. how has it shaped um, them? I'm, I'm it's, sure a lot of people. It's a cultural phenomenon, right? And like how many of those people learned about any of this sort of thing in school? Probably only a percentage of them, right? Right, exactly. Probably not even a majority. Oh, 100%. So there's value in that alone, but that's just because I'm a free marketer. But like, it's interesting culturally, like how, how this will shape mm -hmm. us. No, absolutely. And so this is where it's, uh, my story comes in now to kind of have a feel good uh, to end of this is that, you know, throughout all this volatility and question, and, you know, threats from government as far as like restrictions, you know, the Department of Labor just like a month ago announced that they like highly recommend that nobody should offer crypto as an option for 401k investments. And if anyone decides to do so, they will be investigated by the Department of Labor, really like trying to crunch down on it. And uh, just a couple days ago, Fidelity, Fidelity, which is like one of the if not the largest um, like investment firms, especially for 401ks, announced that they are going to let people invest upwards of 20% of their portfolio in cryptocurrencies. And that is directly knowing that that would lead into an investigation. And there's been a couple senators that have responded on it. And um, I want to say it's the president of Department of Labor or whatever position that is. Probably sec secretary. secretary of the Department of Labor. Yeah. Um, made comments on it saying like, I didn't know Fidelity was going to do this until two days before they announced it, which I call BS on that. The, uh, the lady that owns Fidelity, she's been super invested in cryptocurrencies for over a decade. Oh, okay. Um, there are branches that have been doing like private higher end consultations for crypto for years now. And now they're kind of bringing it more to the, the consumer market, if you want to call it that. But you know, general workforce. Mm -hmm. um, they also in the past have invested in things like crypto mining as like a branch of research and development, which they're saying is like a conflict of interest. That's another reason why mm. they're thinking about looking into it. But that all seems like annoying, weird, you know, red tape, bureaucracy, BS, or, you know, whatever. I think it says a lot that they're willing to step out like that. Yeah, it's an interesting and, indication, and, yeah. right? Like yeah. that they have confidence. 
in it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And like obviously it's 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 volatile, but as as I've just mentioned earlier, like as far as the market's going, like unless you're gonna start, you know, investing in uh weapon manufacturers, I don't think uh you're gonna be seeing great returns anytime soon. Right. I mean, yeah, talk about volatility. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. It's interesting to me that fiat currency in the mm-hmm. eyes of, well, I guess it's obvious, of course, the government's going to view it as more stable than than something like crypto, but yeah. it's not backed by anything other than the full faith of the government, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And at least, maybe I'm misunderstanding crypto, but at least crypto is, or the ones that I'm more familiar with because of our episode. Yeah. There is a tangible is not quite the right word because it's not physical, but there's like an actual thing being mined and there's a quantity of that thing that's limited. Right. So therefore it can be tied to something that is real or more real than 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 what fiat currency is, which is literally just that's the thing that I don't know if people are really getting is that like it's. It's more real than the currency that we have now. Right. In that it just least, doesn't have like a, it's, rep- you know. it's representing actual work that's been done. Right. Um, and I think we need to have an honest episode about the whole energy use and things like that. Because that's blown way out of proportion. Talking about how like mining cryptocurrency is destroying the earth. And I'm like, guys, you got It's it. energy yeah. intensive. There's a lot of things that are energy intensive. Pouring concrete's energy intensive. Like, I don't know. I, right. That yeah. It's exactly. a distraction to yeah. me, but but just a real quick, you know, wrap up a little bit. You know, Elizabeth Warren made some comments about it. Um, she was pretty upset. She said, "I, you know, I fucking hate yeah, Elizabeth uh, me Warren." Too. She is <laughs> actually the worst. She's so obnoxious. Yeah. She was calling for price controls earlier this yeah. week. She's a moron. Yeah, absolutely. A quote from her: "Why did Fidelity directly ignore the DOL serious concerns regarding the prudence of uh, the decision to expose four hundred one k plans?" and participants to direct investment in cryptocurrencies. Why? Because they recognize that you're a corrupt government bureaucracy that is self-interested and not actually making decisions that are best for workers in their 401ks. Yeah, the Department of Labor doesn't care about labors. They care about the federal government. Yeah. And what's best for that? And crypto's not best for the federal government. No, it's destabilizing, as Hillary Clinton pointed out. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. You know... And the other thing is, this goes back to what we've talked about so many times, is like, these people think that everyone is stupid and they can't have autonomy over the decisions they make in their life. Oh, yeah. And totally. Like, That's I, under- the I understand that anyone is capable of investing in cryptocurrencies on their own through a different site, but why should a person not be able to tie that into their 401k. It's their investment That's risk plan. they want to take. That's risk they yeah. want to take. And the thing is, again, this kind of goes back to, I think, the misunderstanding that people have had in the stock market for decades now is that because a lot of an, other comments have been, hey, this is stuff that people are going to rely on in retirement. It's irresponsible to invest in cryptocurrency. Not The, the stock market is not guaranteed. No, and and we and, have this stupid, idiotic mindset that you just put money in it, and that means security, ten percent a year forever. And it's because we're in a very prosperous time overall. But like that is not the trend. Well, also like the idea that crypto is somehow more reckless than you know BlackRock managing huge 
portfolios uh, that are tied, invested directly in companies that are essentially state run by the Chinese Communist Party. Many of them are like weapons manufacturers Mm -hmm. that like sell weapons to the Chinese Communist Party and are essentially state owned. And like people's retirement, you know, funds are wrapped up in these complicated packages in financial instruments that are ultimately tied to these to basically our number one enemy in the world Mm -hmm. that we're going to eventually go to war with. Like what happens to your 401k then? You know, I mean, it's just I don't know. There's a there's there's uh really a concerted campaign against crypto. Yeah. I'm not a crypto bro. Uh I'm pretty risk averse financially and I don't like dabble in any kind of speculative uh buying and selling of anything any stocks or cryptos. I'm totally fascinated by the blockchain technology and what that means for property rights. Um but whenever like federal agencies collude to say like this innovative really interesting technology is a threat to it's a threat to democracy like everything is right um i don't know that's a giant red flag to me it generally means something opposite and there's i mean there's a million ways you can lose your shirt in the stock market it's no safer i don't know yeah to me i'm like most anything that's like a threat to the federal government's probably not that bad well, that's the funny part when it, when Hillary Clinton was like, it could destabilize governments, and like the whole like in, like underbelly of the internet was like, right on. It's like the it's like that's the, the point. The mustache meme. Uh, I don't know. It's not Chad, but the other guy. I don't know. That just yeah. it's just like yes, right. <laughs> this could destabilize governments. Yes, exactly. I know. <laughs> so, funny. which is really great. But just real last thing, and then we, and then we'll move on to your story. Um, there are a lot of people that are interested in, and you know, data collection shows something like eighty million people in the U.S. have some sort of stake in a cryptocurrency, or have in the last few years. Hmm. That's a decent amount of people that are thinking about it and interested yeah. in it and playing with it. Totally, the vast majority are young men. I saw a polling on this oh, recently. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Men in like their 20s and 30s. Okay, so we're all about like diversity and equity and stuff. Like, where, Actually, where are the ladies here, at? Here's another, no, but here's another in, in, regarding diversity though. Another interesting data point. I'll have to find, I'll try to find this. Young Voices, part a part of being yeah. about, with Young Voices that you get, they send you like just, everyone has connections so you wind up on these email chains with like all kinds of cool studies and stuff and I'll try to find this but um. They did polling data on users of crypto and one, yeah, mostly young men. But I think uh, in terms of race, Hispanic populations, Hispanic young men Mm -hmm. in particular, were the largest share of people investing in cryptocurrency and mining cryptocurrency. That's cool. Well, and then I wonder if that was, I think that would just pertain to the US. Mm -hmm. If it was global, that would definitely make sense because it's actually fairly popular and like central america and i'm now i wish i could remember which country it has made it its official currency i think argentina i could be wrong about we mentioned that. this like let me months look ago up. yeah that'd be very interesting but yeah there's a there's a lot of interest in it and already like you know other big groups vanguard group um which is another massive investment company which is a great investment company they they made a public statement saying like no we're not going to allow this happen like we're not going to include cryptocurrencies um in our portfolio Okay, 
the other thing is Fidelity is only allowing people to invest in Bitcoin right now. So it's like you're, you're they're not like encouraging people to invest twenty percent of their portfolio in like startups that are completely you know wild. Bitcoin's been around enough that people are familiar with it. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and there's different when you set up your four hundred one k. There are different levels of risk. Right. And they people, make it there's people if you really give a shit and you're pay attention, you could really tailor that. Yeah. If you're like me, you can select from like five categories. That's like super duper safe and then like risky, but might pay off. And right. I'm like, I'll go super duper safe, which right. is actually probably a bad idea. But because uh, I'll never really make any money, but that's OK. Um, So, you know, you just give people of you know, disclaimer that this is volatile. I, I don't see why you would stifle that. Right. Like, I, yeah. I, you know, people can make you can provide people with the information they need to make a rational decision. Yeah, but blocking them from even making that choice <laughs> right. is dangerous. El Salvador is the country uh, that made it its official currency. Sweet. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, well, that's kind of an interesting experiment. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. We'll see how that yeah, turns yeah. out. That's, yeah. Maybe it'll be good. I don't know. Um, so anyway, yeah, I think it's really cool that they made that move. And uh, now they're a big massive corporation but uh good on them for actually going against the grain a little bit and and actually investing in something they believe in at least you know that's the not cynic in me yeah (laughs) maybe it is all just a money grab i don't know but i like to see something different and uh i haven't given up on crypto yet i I still hold it i also just bought a bunch today you should definitely just (laughs) probably keep holding it i would imagine oh yeah I only put money that I'm willing to lose and at the the idea that like if it goes really high, I'll sell some off and I've got a plan on like how to offload it and, and make money. But the the what I do have, I'm like, yeah, I'll just hold on to it, put well, it into play. And, I, you know, it's just so funny how like I might have one portfolio that's down like 50 times, but that's OK. <laughs> <laughs> I just find it so fascinating. It's like just an interesting case study in human nature how you know i don't know how many times have we lived through these cycles and the same contagion happens every time where there's a downturn and people start to panic and everybody sells off and then it like accelerates the downturn right instead of like well yeah exactly instead of just holding hold write it out it's a cycle right and that's that's another thing too like that just proves crypto market regular market we've seen this before things get out of control really fast because people that are big stockholders or big groups like, you know, these conglomerates of of people, you know, they can coordinate and manipulate these things by mass, you know, dumping stocks and then, you know, screwing everyone out of their portfolio. You know, it's just... Like by devaluing it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like it's, you know, it's all very... uh fragile when you think about it my man's he's just like limping is oh. it his back paw that's yeah, his back paw poor little gabriel was playing way too hard with his little friend asia um, <laughs> there's a, his friend i dog's can't imagine name is asia. this dog though playing with any dog that isn't his same breed because he's so gigantic no he's good at playing is he a good yeah, he'll play with little dogs big gentle dogs. Di- yeah. giant like a now, little dog in him would be absurd. I mean, this dog really is a bear. I mean, he's huge. Like a child could ride on this dog. Oh, for sure. You know, they've there's stories of them fighting off bears, packs of wolves. These this breed. Yeah. 
There's pictures of them that like Aww. they're like smiling and they're just covered. They're red. Oh god! They're just covered in like the blood of <laughs> some animal gnarly. they like killed. <laughs> Look at this dog. Yeah, but he's he's you know the thing is he he doesn't start fights but he ends fights. Yeah, <laughs> that's hilarious. We're gonna take a quick break, then we'll be back to our conversation. If you like what you're hearing. Help spread the word by leaving a five-star rating and one or two-sentence review on your favorite streaming platform. Thank you to Reagan James for the use of our theme music, The Habit, off her album, Message. Find her work on Spotify and Apple Music. Thanks to the Highline Media Network for having us as a founding podcast. Here's a quick preview of a recent episode from our sister show, Keller's Couch. I like this discussion with someone. If you were to take like a human's whatever cell, yeah. grow it, and you were to eat it, <laughs> make you a cannibal. <laughs> and I was like, huh, never really thought of that before. <laughs> Aren't there d- d- diseases you can get from eating people? The brain. Yeah. Okay. I think if it's just like some some of that fine, delicious thigh meat, yeah, it wouldn't make a difference. Nothing like a good calf, you know. You know, there'd be a whole market for like famous actors who could sell donor cells, and you could like Ooh. eat George Clooney. Yeah. Oh my God. You'd have a party. That is a horrifying <laughs> concept, <laughs> and I kind of love it. And now back to our conversation. That was. Definitely lighter than our most recent episode. Oh, for sure, so that for was sure. Good. Um, I have like a total feel good story. Uh, I'm ready for it. About a plane crash that wasn't. Oh my gosh! Yes, I, I do you know the story already? Only, no, I only saw headlines. It's I'm amazing. Like, yeah, it's good. it's a ridiculous story. Okay, so <clears throat> there was a group uh, traveling from the Bahamas back to florida on a private plane um and mid-flight as they're like approaching florida uh it turned out at this point they were just around like a a, essentially parallel above uh boca raton Mm -hmm. the pilot of the plane starts to feel ill and then passes out so according to faa logs um the pilot told his two passengers that he wasn't feeling well. Then he fell against the controls. I mean, it's like, I have a fucking movie. Yeah. So then he's like, I don't feel good. And then he like, like passes out over. essentially, oh le- falls forward into the controls, sends the aircraft into a total no- nosedive. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's Holy moly. Gnarly, right? Like within seconds, likely, yeah. right? So then one of the passengers just like does what needs to be done. <laughs> okay. <laughs> And takes the control. They move the pilot out of the way. He takes control. That guy's, he's not like out, out, but he's incoherent is how they described it. Like they couldn't get clear directions from him. So this passenger starts to stabilize the plane. He knew enough to like pull up. He didn't know. He had never flown before. He didn't know how to get the control screen. He didn't know how to, it it wasn't displaying what he needed he didn't know like he didn't know what to do right Mm -hmm. and he couldn't make sense of what was displayed he couldn't try and touch stuff like nothing's changing whatever so he's like fuck what do i do they wind up getting air traffic control they like you know on the radio they connect with someone and and i'm he basically is just like 
our pilot passed out and I've never flown a plane. And like <laughs> all of the quotes from that conversation with yeah. the initial air traffic control, he just keeps saying like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. And, uh, and um, anyway, he was able to at least instinctively, he pulled up. Right. So he got the, he stopped the nosedive, but then he's just kind of like, floating and is like how wh- where do we go from here he didn't even, right. they, he didn't know where they were at that point in time like he was just enjoying himself in the back of the plane with his sure. other guests yeah. and then all of a sudden it's like they're nose diving and thank god he like acted so anyways they get on control or they get on uh uh in conversation on the radio with the air traffic controllers um and uh they put him in contact with um they go like run out I mean, it's chaos, right? Sorry, I'm I'm not doing a good job telling the story. It's total chaos. Uh, they got him on the radio. They tell him to hold on. They go grab this guy who's like literally like reading a book in the sun in the patio, like on his lunch break. This guy wasn't even supposed to be working, but he switched shifts with somebody, oh so he just gosh. happened just happened to be there. I mean, the whole yeah. thing's like like divine intervention, right? So he just happens to be there. They go grab him. His name is Robert Morgan, the passenger who was flying the plane uh doesn't want to be named so we don't know who he is but anyway they get the this air traffic controller robert morgan on the line um he and basically they ran out to him they're like there's a passenger flying a plane that doesn't know what he's doing like we need you to guide him oh through my it God. so he gets on the radio he's kind of the perfect guy because he has 20 years in tower control and then so he like knows that whole area well um, and he has 1200 hours, uh, of under his belt of, of being a flight instructor. So he knows how to like walk people through how to fly. Yeah. So, but he had never flown that specific model of plane before he, they were in a Cessna grand caravan, which apparently is like a relatively complicated, sophisticated plane. So they literally printed out what the cockpit looked like. Oh my god! So that this, so that this air traffic controller could like look at it and kind of get a sense of how yeah. to direct this guy through navigating it. It's, it's just insane. And can you imagine? This is minutes, right? So it's just like frantic. Yeah, because meanwhile, right? there's a man that's still flying a plane, flying a plane. that doesn't know how to fly a plane. Yeah, he's just so like, like he's lucky that it's. I guess it's even cruising along yeah he's just like holding it steady i suppose i don't don't know but is it so simple to hold a plane steady as a a car apparently apparently? i don't know i don't know okay (laughs) i think taking off and and landing or yeah i mean those are the hardest parts right uh i guess my toxic trait is thinking that being a pilot's easy (laughs) (laughs) and so so this is from i'm just going to read some quotes from his the interview that the air traffic controller uh uh, Robert Morgan gave after everything <laughs> went okay. Uh, he said, I knew the plane was flying like any other plane. I just knew I had to keep him calm, point him to the runway, and tell him how to reduce the power so he could descend to land. I said, All right, we are going to get you to the runway. What do you see now? He said, He was just passing the shoreline near Boca. Before I knew it, he said, I'm on the ground. How do I turn this thing off? <laughs> that's like that's all the detail he gave he was just like and then we and then we landed the plane yeah, oh okay all right so he made it sound very simple oh and then his last line is sweet he says it felt really good to help somebody and he told me that he couldn't get couldn't wait to get home to hug his pregnant wife oh so not only oh my gosh his wife is pregnant yeah and he anyway so this like brave unknown man mm. just kind of like 
did what needed to be done, hopped in when when no one else could. And All right, hear me out here, everyone listening. <laughs> Especially if you have the power to do what I'm about to suggest. If if Barack Obama can get a peace prize, this man deserves a pilot's license. Just straight up, he should just get a pilot's license. No, but he really needs to learn how to fly a plane properly. <laughs> yeah, and someone needs to know how to be peaceful properly. He need well, yeah. <laughs> he needs some kind of recognition. Gosh, it, it, well, no. he's getting it, but it, it's that's just, so cool. It's incredible. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like it very easily could have just been like where everyone's like, "Oh fuck, we're in a nosedive," and they just like cry and die. But right. this guy and and what was reiterated throughout the news stories that we'll link in our show notes, uh, I think what was key was that he stayed calm. And the air traffic controller, who, like, you see photos of him, and he yeah. looks like just the biggest, like, stoner surfer chill fucking <laughs> dude, you know, which is probably, which is right, perfect, yeah, right? Yeah. So he just, he was calm, and he helped the, the guy flying the plane stay calm, and he just, like, walked him through it, and he just thought about it, like, mechanically, step by step, instead of thinking about, like, the bigger picture of what the chaos he was yeah. in. And then he landed the plane. Oh my gosh, that's so cool. And I like that he doesn't want to be named. I like that he's just like, great. I just want to fucking go home to my wife. Yeah, like, I love I'm it. Cool. That's you know what? That's the thing. We need more men and women that are like calm, cool, collective, that are willing to take initiative. Those are the people that like change the world. The the doers and the, and the thinkers and the groovers. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, he doesn't want any recognition. Yeah. He just did what needed to be done. That's so cool. Yeah, it was like a nice. It was uh, a fun is the story. pilot that was sick. Okay. Uh, <laughs> he died. No, uh, no, he, uh, in the reports, it says he's in stable condition. So I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Uh, presumably he's, he recovered okay. from whatever the fuck happened. That's just wild. Bad Whoa. lunch or something. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Again, everything's so fragile. Everything's so fragile, you know? Could you imagine? I mean, and also he's on a private plane coming back from the Bahamas. Yeah. He's either hung over or he's like tired from like a fun long weekend. And then he's got like adrenaline rush, save a bunch of people's Wait, that's lives. That's true. This man's flying a private plane. Yeah, like, who it's is not this? Just, yeah, like he's some wealthy guy or a friend of a wealthy guy yeah. that like just did some kick ass trip and yeah. was definitely not prepared for what I don't happened. know. That's that's cool. That's so cool. But he pulled it off. So All right, well That's a good story. Glad everyone's okay. Bless that man. Yeah. Bless his wife and bless his future child. That's yes. beautiful. Yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> We promised we would have uplifting stories right. in between our heavy multi-part series. So That's right. We delivered this week. <laughs> Not all heroes wait, wear capes, but I'm sure the man was wearing like board shorts and flip-flops. Like literally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He was just like fucking sunburned. <laughs> He's probably like, God, I didn't sign up for this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know. I wonder if he like, after I read about this, I was like, man, I wonder his poor wife, like he's either going to be like, have a fear of flying or now he's going to be like, I want to fucking fly planes. Yeah, yeah. She's going to have to or deal with that. Or there's going to be like drama and she's going to be like, why didn't you call me? Like, oh, yeah. like you, you could have died and you didn't even like tell me. And he's going to be like, I was trying to fly a plane. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. That will totally be the question. I'd ask that question. Right. Why the fuck didn't you call yeah, me? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, um, man. That's hilarious. <laughs> So there's your feel good news and brews. I we think had a so. mediocre beer. Honestly, the longer I drink this, the less yeah, I like it. Yeah, the colder it got. I mean, the warmer it got. It's bad. Yeah. How, what am I going to write in our uh, Instagram post? I don't know. Maybe I'll be honest. I won't tag them. Yeah, that's fair. Okay. Yeah, be honest. Don't tag them. 
Okay. We'll tag them in other stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Rogue, guys, Rogue makes great beers. Do they? Where are they? Oh, LA, obviously. Yeah. Uh, what's the action? Oh, are they posers? Brewed by Rogue Ales Newsport, Oregon. Yeah. Newport, Oregon. Yeah. Interesting. So they went to LA once and made yeah. a shitty beer. Okay. Well, you know, we're going to have plenty of swings <laughs> and misses, I'm sure. I don't know. That was great. Good, good stories. We will be back next time talking some more about Ukraine and Russia. Mm-hmm. It's going to be another heavier episode. Yep. Then we'll get back into the news and brews. Um, other than that, as always, come hang out with us on social media. Check out our posts. Great cocktail recipes. Great news stories. Memes. Hop on Twitter. Leave a review. Yeah, seriously. Come hang out. Somewhere. Anywhere. Yeah. And honestly, guys, if you drink coffee, <laughs> it's worth trying some Highline coffee. It's good. I've mentioned this and before. It's, and it's it's roasted and ground to order, right? Yeah, yeah, it's roasted to order. So it's like always. Oh, yeah, it comes whole, not yeah, yeah. ground. Yeah, right. The freshest you can possibly get. And I've said this so many times. Gary is like a, a world-renowned roaster. Mm-hmm. Like Revel Coffee. It's incredible. When I lived in Billings, it's just a little harder to find here. When I lived in Billings, that's all I drank was Revel Coffee. It's good stuff. It is good stuff. And it's actually, if you buy it bulk uh, through us, it's a damn good price. Yeah, really good price. I don't have the price in front of me. Uh, I, I apologize. say it's something <laughs> like $12 for 12 ounces averaged out. It's like a dollar an ounce. Like a lot of high quality coffees are anywhere from like 16 to 18 for a 12 ounce bag. So, it's yeah, so that's definitely a deal. more affordable. Totally. And then we also have like stickers. There's some um, co stickers. Yeah. And then also, like, check out the other shows. There's cool bios. You can read about us and the other shows. Mm-hmm. It's a good time. Yeah. There's a lot in the Highline Network. Yeah. Check it out. Absolutely. So, on that note, we're going to head out for the evening. It's still light out. It is. I'm stoked on this. Woo-hoo. I got to get prepped for brunch tomorrow. I got a lot to do. Go whip some eggs. That's right. <laughs> All right. On that note, cheers. Cheers. <laughs> That was pathetic. Hey gang, Keller Paulson here. I know what you're thinking. What's going on? Who is this guy? Am I right? Well, I'm the host of Keller's Couch. Now, Keller's Couch is an interview podcast where I, Keller Paulson, interview people I find interesting that are doing cool things in the community. But it's not just that. My friends at Slapstick Improv and myself, we also do some improv comedy and sketch comedy every other episode. So, if this tickles your fancy, why don't you scoot on down? Pop a squat on Keller's couch. Bye. Highline Media Network.
Artist-owned podcasts by normal people in normal places.